Well, it's hump day. <laughs> you thought I was going to go low on that, didn't you? <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. What oh. an inspiration for the theme of the day. Pump it up, wow, pump it you're up. you're on it. Pump it up, pump it up. Speaking of pump it up. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one today. Push your limits. Know your limits. You know, I know it. What? That sounds backwards. Yeah, what's going on here? Exactly. From from what you would expect from Michelle and I, that sounds backwards. Usually would say something like, know your limits and then push your limits. Well, last Sunday's gift of the day is evidence of that. We said, push yourself. And I'm in no way going to redact any of that. I'm simply offering inspiration and wisdom from a realistic and conservative standpoint. And Michelle, are you ready for this freaking brain buster? Let's do it. What is it? All right. Yeah. This is the culmination of two days in the steam room for me. So here we go. Please remain seated with your seatbelt fastened. How many says centavos, por favor? Yeah. <laughs> that's on the matter, or that's on all of them. It's like English yep, and Spanish. Yep. Sorry. But that did come from the Matterhorn, yes. believe it or yep. not. Of all the rides I could have taken it from, somehow you knew that I took that yep. from the Matterhorn. But that's nothing but great memories. Anywho, to avoid a full-blown tangent of going off to Disneyland, uh, I'll get back on track. So if you, if you know your limits and then you push your limits, that will likely result in advancing you further than if you had just stayed within your limits. Okay, there it is. Boom. Fact, mm -hmm. point, there it is. However, the obvious possible undesirable outcome is that you burn out or that your output is less than optimal. So I had to solve for X on this. Okay. Let's reverse it and run it backwards for just one second. If you push your limits, you must know what your absolute limit looks like now. Okay. You shouldn't go blindly into, I got this mode. Yeah. You have to be reasonable. And I know that this is as clear as mud, especially without visual aids. So let's find an appropriate analogy. Usually I go back to cars. So as you know, I drive a vehicle that has a millennial anti-theft device, <laughs> <laughs> also known as a manual transmission. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had to, I read that and I had to scratch my head and I'm like, of course. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> it's true. safe. I could leave that thing unlocked. Most you people can. are like, what the hell is this stick in this extra pedal on the floor? Kind of like cursive. Exactly. <laughs> well, even I can't do cursive, but anyway. So I, I can't drive a Jeep with an automatic transmission. It feels like wearing pants and swimming in the pool. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. You have to have a manual transmission in a Jeep, in my opinion. So using the principle of knowing your limits first and then pushing them, it looks like this. I know that my first gear can be pushed to 6,000 RPMs at 35 miles an hour, meaning I need to shift before I go over 35 or I'll tack out, mm -hmm. as it's called, and it might blow up my engine. Right. So if I know that my limit, 35 miles an hour, is where it is, and I decide to push that, I may find that I can ses successfully go to 40 miles an hour, or, <laughs> or. I, I may find out the hard way that 37 is the limit, and I wind up blowing my engine out. Mm -hmm. So by flipping it, to today's gift of the day, and we say, okay, let me push my limits to know my limits. 
I will see that whilst in first gear, I start to hit the red zone at 37. And before I blow my engine, monitoring constantly, I shift and avoid catastrophe. Beautiful analogy. Thank you. Thank you. So you see, this concept is far more than a mere semantic difference. And in the real world, there are some obvious signs that will guide you. That red zone, that tack meter that's peaking, prior to complete collapse due to burnout, it contains the following signs. Lowered productivity, lowered quality of work. Ooh, physical stress increase. Which also is going to have an absolute direct impact on emotional stress increase. Which then impacts personal relationships. <laughs> Bingo. Losing interest in previous passions. Mm -hmm. Rut row. <laughs> and then what I call the log jam, which is you've got so many things piled up and you're trying to spin too many plates, you spin none. Yeah. So nothing gets done. Which all leads to internal conflict. It yep. A.K.A. self-doubt. Exactly. And, you know, obviously we've chosen to speak in terms of more of the workplace, but ultimately if you don't shift, you can have cataclysmic health issues, you can destroy interpersonal relationships, you can get fired, sure. or, and you know what, I'm not being dramatic at all on this, you can have thoughts of self-harm due to your failure. I think that's a culmination of all of that for sure. Right. So... Why the hell was I even thinking about this, right? <laughs> it's, it's a little late in the episode, later than normal, but my reveal story is that as I sat in the steam room contemplating why I decided to retire, it was because I recognized that I was at 37 miles an hour in first gear constantly. Mm -hmm. And that while Sonnet Hill is just absolutely rolling hard right now on all levels, my passion projects were suffering or in most cases, as you know, Michelle, completely tabled. So I discovered that contrary to prior belief in myself, I can't go 40 miles an hour in first gear. I can't juggle two very demanding careers at once. And you needed, I needed to shift. To shift, exactly. So I pushed my limits and I found my limits. And of course, as we say around here, Michelle, <laughs> Step one, observe. observe, which I most definitely did. Step two is what? Engage, which... And what did I do to yeah, engage? you retired. Boom. Step three, learn. learn. I learned a ton, and I'm a better man for it on all levels. And then, of course, Michelle, step four is what? Teach, and that is what this episode will be... And that's why this episode is actually going to be turned into a fun shop. Exactly. Tried and tested. Yes, and all of this now, from the beginning to now, has been funneled down, and we've tied it all nicely with a bow. So the question I have for all of you is, how fast are you going in first gear? And are you having any of the symptoms of being on the threshold of blowing your engine? If so, well, Michelle and I are excited to help you fix that. Michelle, I hear a very, very loud engine revving to the point of explosion. What do you have for our fans today before this engine blows up? David, for hump day, as we're revving down our engines, this is a stay tuned for the future fun shop that we spoke about earlier. Ooh. But in the meantime, let's look at your dashboard right now. Where are your levels? 
what's in red, what's in green, what can be revved up, what needs to be geared down. Right. And is your check engine light on? And are you ignoring it? I love this. That's it. I get it, lost in analogies so easily. Yeah, but it was such a good one. And I think everyone can relate to that. And I Agreed. love the fact that, you know, so oftentimes so many people preach about taking that leap and going for it, the plunge. And it's like, you need to know where you're landing, i.e. you have to have a game plan before quitting your job, before ending, you know, before doing anything, you have to have some sort of a roadmap. And I think, yeah, I think this is good. This is good reflection for midweek. It's a midweek reflection for us. I like it. So maybe downshift, put it in neutral, get out of your car and fly that tight. Yako key. Game of the day. That's-